Hello, my name is Antoine Dinswan, and one of the two chief editors of the European Respiratory Journal. And uh, for this month, uh, we are very pleased to have Professor Marc Amber from uh, Paris Sud University uh, commenting on the paper uh, that will be published in the September issue of the ERJ on survival in pulmonary uh, arterial hypertension. So, Mark, to start with, uh, could you just remind us uh, the definition of the pulmonary arterial hypertension and how important it is for the people to be aware of the survival rate in, in this dreadful disease? Thank you very much, uh, Antoine. It's a pleasure to be uh, with you today. Uh, Indeed, uh, we have very robust uh, definition and classification of pulmonary hypertension. Uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension is defined by the chronic elevation of mean pulmonary artery pressure above 25 millimeters of mercury with a normal pulmonary capillary wedge pressure and the absence of left heart, pulmonary, or postembolic chronic diseases. In the updated pH, in the updated classification, pulmonary artery hypertension corresponds to group 1 pulmonary hypertension and includes idiopathic, familial, drug-induced pH, as well as pH associated with connective tissue disease, such as systemic sclerosis, congenital heart disease, portal hypertension, HIV infection, etc. Thanks to this very clear definition and this very clear classification and the approval of three classes of drugs for pH, as well as surgical solutions such as lung transplantation, uh, we now have built in several countries well-organized structures which are referral centers for hypertension, and these uh, centers have built registries. In, a, uh, in the recent years, since the Pioneer NIH registry, several registries have generated important data in many countries like France, United Kingdom, Spain, China, and of course the United States of America. Uh, other countries have acted in a similar fashion, and we now have excellent information on pH characteristics at presentation and management in the modern management era. What we know is that around 50% of pH patients correspond to idiopathic or familial or drug-induced pH, while half of them, half the remaining half, corresponds to pH associated with other conditions. Thanks to the approval of new drugs such as prostacyclines, endothelin receptor antagonists and PD5 inhibitors, we can treat the patients. Of course, we do not have a cure for these patients, but we have achieved improvements in survival of patients with pH. In recent years, some authors have shown that pH remains a dramatic disease, however, in the modern management era, and that simple parameters such as cardiac output, six-minute walk distance, and gender are independently associated with survival. Right. And so what, 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 what the, this paper actually uh, have, has added to, to, to our knowledge? Well, this is a very interesting uh, article by uh, Lee and colleagues. Uh, Lee and colleagues from the uh, United Kingdom, um, they have proposed um, a United Kingdom risk score to predict prognosis in pH. Uh, indeed, they have uh, studied baseline mortality predictors 
by multivariate COX analysis in nearly 200 incident pH patients. And they have used these data to produce a Scottish composite score. This SCS score has been generated by uh, these um, colleagues in Glasgow. And uh, its prognostic performance was tested in an independent United Kingdom cohort. And uh, it has been quite interesting to analyze because the SCS, the Scottish, Com uh, the Scottish Composite Score, um, was based on very, very simple parameters such as age, gender, etiology of pH, right atrial pressure, cardiac output, and six-minute walk distance. The authors have shown that this score predicts survival and can be used to supplement NYHA, New York Heart Association, functional class in prognostication. Quite importantly, most equations and scores use baseline characteristics and response to therapy is not included in the analysis. This is also the case of this paper by Lee and colleagues, and I would like to remind our readership that recently, Nickel and colleagues from Hanover in Germany have published in the European Respiratory Journal uh, a very nice analysis showing that capturing response to therapy and disease progression will be important to include in future years uh, as uh, we need to know what is the response to therapy and not only the baseline characteristics. And in fact, the reveal risk prediction calculator designed by our US colleagues has been designed to be used in patients at any time of their evolution with the analysis of the most recent data set available. So I think this paper by Lee and colleagues is extremely important. It shows nicely that we can have robust parameters at baseline which predict outcomes. But I think that the papers published recently by the US colleagues and by the German groups really emphasizes the fact that response to therapy, disease evolution, should be used in future um, studies. So the, the, therefore, I think that there are various features and also various papers because I, I also understood that similar papers have been produced in Spain and in France by notably by you, Mark. So, so what what would be your 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 prediction for the future if we want to if we want to uh, homogenize the, the the definition of pH? Yes, it's uh, indeed uh, very important and. In fact, we were uh, kindly invited to write an editorial with my colleague Dave Miller and my colleague Marty Gomberg-Maitland from the United States. And uh, in this editorial, we discussed the major issues of the biases which may occur in any survival analysis. Uh, one of the most important bias is uh, the issue of incident cases corresponding to cases diagnosed at the time of study entry versus prevalent cases corresponding to cases diagnosed months or years before inclusion in the study. It's very important because prevalent patients are prone to an inherent survival bias. Prevalent cohorts in pH, and in fact for any disease, are subject to a survival bias because patients who die soon after disease onset 
are less likely to be included in a prevalent cohort. Prevalent patients have a higher number of lower risk patients with better outcomes. So we really think that these prevalent patients may enrich cases with better prognosis in any survival analysis and we recommend to perform survival analysis in prospective cohorts of incident cases. However, as we discussed a few minutes ago, maybe the risk prediction scores, including the most recent data set from the patients, may be very useful for their use in the clinic, and in future years it will be the focus of a very important research. We think that the reveal score, which was developed using the most recent assessment at any time point prior to enrollment, is interesting. And uh, this reflects what we perceive as a clinical need for ongoing risk assessment throughout the patient's clinical course. To conclude, epidemiology, registries and survival analysis will be for the very first time a major objective of the next World Conference of Human Hypertension, which will take place in France, in Nice, next year at the end of February 2013. In the proceedings of this World Symposium, we will summarize the current knowledge of uh, this very important topic and epidemiology and registries and survival analysis will be one of the hot topics of this next World Symposium. Well, thank you very much, Mark. So uh, just to conclude, and, and from a very, very simple point of view, I would say that uh, pulmonary arterial hypertension after uh, the period of uh, well-characteristics well-characterized well uh, clinical symptoms, we have uh, witnessed uh, major advances in biological and genetics uh, uh, mechanism. And now maybe it will be the time for the people to be aware of how complex this disease can be and how a, an approach on an epidemi epidemiological ground would warrant a better understanding and hopefully a better cure for, for, this, uh, for this disease. Okay, uh, so it was Antoine Swan uh, and Mark Humbert uh, from Paris uh, commenting on a paper on survival in the UK, uh, in the UK, authored by Lee and colleagues.